Hello everyone and welcome to the Still Chill Podcast. Hello and happy Friday. <laughs> happy Friday. Friday. <laughs> not that it really matters because days of the week are not even a thing anymore. It's but... all the flipping same. Yeah. No, it's not. I'm sorry. It, you can say that because you're not working from home. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can yeah, I am unemployed, sorry. Um, so over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about appearance and I think we've covered a, a range of topics. Yeah. We, we could go deeper into all of them. Um but we're not going to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're done. We wanted to end it on an episode where um, we kind of talk through ways in which we've, no, things that have helped us become okay with our body image, um, check other people about shaming and the way we deal with shaming ourselves, Mm -hmm. essentially. Isn't it? Absolutely, it (laughs) ain't. No. (laughs) No. So how have you changed the relationship that you've got with your body and how you feel about it? Um. Um. <laughs> like, what was a like pivotal moment for you where you thought, right, this is this ain't serving me in any way, and I need to change this or? I think what happened for me was I I used to put so much value and mental energy into the way that I looked, um, from makeup to fashion to diet culture, all of that stuff. I was well into it. And when I started to... Well, what happened was I went through a breakup and then I was like, right. oh my God, I'm nothing. Yeah. I'm this, I'm that. And that's normally when all the self-criticism comes in. Absolutely. Um, when like a big life event happens or when something goes differently to what you expected it to be. And then I started to just notice the way that I was talking about myself. And I was like, wait, no, like I'm that gal. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, and it was rec- it, it wasn't straight away. I wasn't like, oh, wow, I love myself. You know, wow, I've just realised this and I love myself. It was just focusing on the things that I really liked about myself. Yeah. So, my question to you, Raha, is... (laughs) um, In the last episode, you got quite personal about, like, body shaming... Yeah. ...at home and at school and the rest of it. What is it that happens when someone says something to you about, I don't know, your acne, let's say... Well, for me, it's like, I already have those thoughts prior to somebody outwardly shaming me for it. Mm. Like, like, say for like my my weight or my acne or whatever. Those are thoughts that I've already had where I'm like, oh, it looks so awful or, you know, like, why me and all of this kind of stuff. Um, And then when somebody highlights it, it's like, it's almost like confirming those Mm. thoughts. It's validating that. Um, so it's like every negative thought that you've had about your appearance just gets amplified because somebody else is also reinforcing that. Yeah, it's confirming it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, I, I just get embarrassed immediately Mm. and I just feel really hot in my body and like my heart just starts beating really fast and I just feel like, I just get so embarrassed and I try so hard not to show it as well. Um... But that feeling, I feel like, escalates into some... It's just, like, another level of, like, self-loathing. Yeah. That I feel more in my own time. 
like when I go home at the end of the day where I'm like, oh my God, somebody pointed this out today and I just feel 10 times worse about it. So yeah. Definitely. You definitely ruminate on what someone said and our mind works like Velcro. Mm. Um, it The negative stuff just sticks. Yeah. And it sticks and there's an evolutionary explanation for this because we need to be aware of the negatives in order to kind of like avoid them to survive, you know, avoid the bad situations or avoid social rejection and all of that stuff. Um, But we've never been exposed to this much opinion. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny, like, it's exactly what you say, like, when you get a compliment, you don't go home and think about that compliment for, for the, the rest of the day, day the yeah. same way you do when somebody points out something negative about you. Like, because yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I've been body shamed and people have put, of course I've been body shamed, but people also compliment me all the time. Yeah, way more. Which is, not, which is so <laughs> nice, but I never go home and think about that. You yeah. Know? Why? Yeah, definitely. So what you were saying, I think is really important that it's almost like the external validation to what you're already feeling on the inside, even though what you're already feeling on the inside is also influenced by external. So it's like a vicious cycle, isn't it? Yeah. Um, And yeah, you get really hot, embarrassed. I feel very similar. Uh, Sometimes I feel enraged. I feel quite angry. Like, who are you to tell me this? (laughs) Yeah. Uh Yeah. I, I I only felt more enraged as time went on. Right. Like, when I was younger, I didn't. I felt more embarrassed. And then the older I got, I used to think, right, who are you? Definitely. Definitely. And you... Raha's rage with mom and dad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Justified. Don't get me wrong. But you don't take it anymore. No, no. I'm sorry. I don't. Because... <laughs> I've seen the impact that, do you know, how yeah. it makes me feel and it's just unnecessary in my eyes now, so. So how were you able to set some of those boundaries? Just work up and choose violence. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but literally. No, but it's something I'm still working through. Um, I've had to change. In order for other people to see me in the way that I want them to see me, I have to do that work internally first and then if somebody makes a comment or something is said that's out of line then I feel that I'm able to call them out on it but there's no point in me attacking people if I'm not doing anything to make myself feel better about myself yeah I appreciate that definitely um and yeah I think it does have to start with fully accepting it has to be your relationship with yourself fully accepting yourself um and then you let other people know how you want to be treated yeah Exactly, like what you will call me and what you won't call me, for example. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's what you allow within yourself, like how do I treat myself, and then holding other people to that same standard. Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. And I think boundaries are so important when it comes to this stuff, especially because it's a lot of the times it's our loved ones who point this stuff out to us. Yeah, and they think they're doing it with the best intentions most of the time. And they do. I mean, they... mm, Which is why maybe like (laughs) the aggressive approach isn't always the one. Yeah, but I think for you it's worked because it's <laughs> because it's very it's it's shock factor. <laughs> um yeah. So what would you say is the best way to deal with that? Like when you do like for example, I feel quite enraged. Even if somebody doesn't make a comment, those things still come back up for me. Like, if I'm triggered in any way, then all of those co- bad comments that I've had over the years just come flooding back and mm. I just feel angry. What, how can I calm myself down? Well, I think when you 
participate in like meditation sessions and with meditation groups and stuff, this this naturally comes up for you. So this mm. is stuff that you work through. Um, these emotions and these memories arise naturally within like a random meditation and you're able to work through that then. I don't think you can deal with all of it in like one big lump. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't think that you need to go looking for all the times that you were shamed. It, it, you will work through it as and when your body feels safe enough to do so and ready to do so. Okay. But um, I think one of the thing that's one of the things that's really important is noticing the way that you respond when you feel like you're under attack. Mm-hmm. So you have the fight, flight, freeze, fawn response, mm-hmm. right? And when, when someone is shaming us about the way that we look or um, whether it's like intentionally harmful or not, it yeah. does feel like an attack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does, it does. Even if it's like a sly little, you know, yeah. side attack. <laughs> um And yes, and our body responds in that way as well. So we either get enraged and we want to fight that person. We get really defensive and we're just like, well, okay, but have you seen yourself? Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, or uh, we, we flight, we run away. We want to get out of the situation. We get like, it's almost, it's that embarrassing feeling that you're talking about. Yeah, you just want to escape. Like you just want the ground to open up and swallow you. Yeah. Yeah. That's flight. And then you have freeze, which in that moment, you're literally just frozen in time. Just you, shook. There's <laughs> shook. Like you, everything just goes blank. Yeah. You know? And then you have the fawn response. And the fawn response is essentially where you believe what the other person is telling you. And it's almost like they're coming from a place of authority and you try wow, and accommodate okay. to them their viewpoints yeah. into what they and you kind of want to make this situation more comfortable for them as opposed to yourself, to yourself right okay yeah. now these responses are generally like trauma responses and it happens when you're seriously under attack but a kind of a mini version of that happens when when we are being shamed by yeah. other people and when uh yeah when we're being verbally attacked you know so it's really important to know the way that you respond and you may respond in all four ways in different such circumstances. Uh, excuse me. For example, I think at home, my response is to fight. I think <laughs> like, for, for example, at school, my, my uh, response was to flight. Really? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Very embarrassing. Just really? wanted to go away. Yeah. Oh my God. Just I- go away. <laughs> <laughs> I always imagined that your response at school would have been to fight as well. Yeah, I think I give off that persona, but I don't know if that's actually how I really feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I always thought growing up that you would fight, and then I think I saw more of your insecurities come out when you did start dressing up more Mm. and putting more makeup on and making more of an effort. And then I thought, oh, actually, those comments do get to you. Because I just thought... Oh yeah, it was, your, your this skin front was like made of concrete. Oh babe. god, yeah, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, and also, the fawn response is quite a, a thingy one for me because I, I think it's third culture kids, and I've spoken about this before. We have such a, a we've be, we've had to be so adaptable. Yeah, and we've gone through so much discomfort trying to adapt to other people's cultures and not know who we are yeah. that a lot of times we find it easier to put ourselves through the, through the discomfort and allow someone else to feel comfortable without a doubt 
you know yeah I, yeah I, I so resonate with that it's just so much easier for me and to you just believe it like and yeah I would definitely put rather put myself through the discomfort because their discomfort makes me uncomfortable too. <laughs> as well yeah. you know it's just yeah definitely uh, and that brings us on to boundaries because they're so uncomfortable yeah so once you know what your response is and you know that you no longer want to respond in this way mm-hmm. or there is someone who's like a repeat offender. <laughs> offender yeah. Serious. Some people just yeah, are they're savage. so concerned with I other know. people's looks. They are. I And I always remember this one time I was working somewhere and there was a girl that I worked with and she just always felt the need to point something out mm. and not just with me but with anyone like oh your makeup looks so cakey today or <laughs> oh you look so so and so today or what's wrong with this why did you do it this way and it's like d- your business mind it like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, I just couldn't understand but then I but I also feel like people like that must have been criticised for so long in their own lives. And they criticise themselves. And they criti- yeah, and they do criticise themselves just as much, if not more. I can totally relate to that. I was I was one of those guys, definitely. 100%. Um, and I think once you know how you respond, you can then set yourself some expectations from yourself rather yes. than being like, okay, well, I don't want, I, I don't want to respond at all. Okay, well, that's not realistic. But if you know you're going to, you're going to fight being mindful of that and noticing what arises for you in that moment. What is it that makes you want to fight? Yeah. You know? And then, um, with those critical people, Mm -hmm. being able to say, hey, I don't appreciate that. And there are some people you have to say it to ten times. And if you feel like people keep disrespecting your boundaries, then it's serious. Um, It's fair to reconsider your relationship with that person. Yeah, I agree. I've cut so many people off for constantly thinking it's funny to point out about my nose or my fat fingers <laughs> like <laughs> seriously and they added so much value to my life at the time but ultimately this to me was more important yeah like you don't sorry it, it's a it's a form of disrespect to me yeah um especially when it's to do with a feature that's um such a big part of your culture, culture. i think that exactly that actually is a microaggression and it's I, I've, I've had friends like that that I literally just don't speak to anymore because every single... Because with, like, banter, especially in the UK, it becomes such a thing where you just sit and roast each other or you yeah. make fun of each other. And that's literally what my high school experience consisted of. So we would do this back and forth all the time, but I would notice with certain people, every single thing that they would make fun of me for was in relation to my race. Mm. And then it, then I would, or ethnicity even, then I would find it a problem because, do you know what I mean? You're not making fun of things that you're going to make fun out. Do you know what I mean? Sarah is not going to get the same. Yeah. <laughs> the same roasting. The same roasting that I'm going to get. Um, yeah. You're going to make fun of the fact that I'm still like in customs waiting for my visa or, you know. <laughs> Exactly. And and obviously that's not appearance related, but like every other thing that was appearance related was usually to do with my ethnicity definitely and what happens normally is when we're in fight flight freeze or fawn response like you know like you mentioned earlier is you get really hot and your heart starts beating and you're like oh and you feel all tense um sometimes you go red Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Uh, one of the ways... In oh, we- my God, yeah. Oh, sorry, just to interrupt you. I went through my whole life thinking I never went red until one day you said to me, why are you red? <laughs> and it was a horrible turning point in my life. I my I was shocked. I didn't want to leave the house. You thought you had everyone fooled. I literally was like, this whole time... I, I, and I was like maybe late teens. <laughs> and I thought, I I never go red. Such an embarrassing moment. Anyway, carry on. Sorry to you, dear. Um, yeah, when, when we're in that response, what happens is, obviously to varying degrees, depending how like big the attack or the threat is, but your digestive system shuts down, your reproductive system shuts down, which is why you poo yourself. Like, if you're in a seriously scary situation, like it's just like, okay, all systems go, yeah. go. Um, yeah, you, you don't need to have sex in that moment. So all your energy and adrenaline is kind of pumped to your arms and legs. So you can either run away or you can fight or whatever. Blah, blah. Anyway, um, the way in which to get yourself back into rest and digest or to get yourself relaxed is to do deep belly breathing. And that's scientifically proven. Like there is so much evidence um, to show that diaphragmic breathing gets mm-hmm. you back into your relaxed state. Okay. Um, so one of the ways in which I always encourage clients to become really familiar with deep belly breathing is to just lie on your back in your bed, set your timer for one minute or five minutes. Yeah. Put your hand on your stomach and just notice your stomach moving up and down until your timer goes. And the more you practice something, the more automatic it becomes. So when you're in that situation, you're able to access that deep belly breathing much easier Easier, and for a much longer period of time than you would if you hadn't been practicing. Yeah. Okay. Do that make sense? It does, yeah. Um, and, And yeah, that's just for when you're in that moment and you're being shamed and you feel yourself getting all hot. But also, when you are in fight, flight, freeze, fawn, Mm. (laughs) your prefrontal cortex, which is the front part of your brain, which is like to do with your executive functioning, Mm. like Like your decision making, all of that that stuff, um, it shuts down because it's the newest part of your brain. It's not shut down like it doesn't exist anymore, but it's definitely less uh, Active, active. Yeah, And then what that means is that you can't make very good decisions and you don't think very rationally. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you're like in an argument, yeah, you say things you don't mean. You don't mean, okay. Or um, you react in a really, I don't know, sometimes you do something embarrassing, you know, and you're yeah. like, why would I do that mm-hmm. in this situation? Um, so when you do that deep belly breathing and you get yourself back into rest and digest or relaxation mode, that part of your brain starts working again yeah. and you can make informed decisions about setting boundaries, about, I don't know, leaving the situation, whatever it is that feels, um, I don't know, healing and nourishing, mm. I guess, in that moment. And it's not like as emotionally charged exactly. as it would be when you're feeling really, really... Exactly. Because when you set your boundaries in an emotionally charged way, the other person's going to get defensive. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really useful especially because uh, it's easy to say like just get yourself out of the situation but I know that there's times within like family environments like Christmas or any you know times where you can't actually escape that and yeah. people are kind of just attacking you and you just have to put on a face um, so to go away and just have like a minute or two to just breathe and get yourself together is it's so useful yeah, definitely. And I think even in those circumstances that 
when you are setting boundaries, and I'm sure so many people can relate to this, where you've been firm with someone and you've been clear with with what's not acceptable to you with someone and they they don't respond well to your boundary. Yeah. They either make fun of you for it, right? They further embarrass you for it, or they make um they get really defensive and they get really angry. Yeah. Uh, and I That's just... actually really good. I'm so glad you've mentioned that because setting your boundaries is actually nowhere near as easy as it as seems. As Instagram people make out. <laughs> yeah, because you will get... And it's it's not... A, I, I, feel, I find it's not usually people getting defensive. It is people making fun out, like, yeah. fun of you, usually. Yeah. And we definitely have that at home. Like, oh, whenever yeah. we try and set our boundaries, it just becomes a joke. But that's why the angry... <laughs> the angry uh, attitude has been working for you. <laughs> um... And yeah, it's really important to see who it is you're talking to, and if they and people will and know that people will respond in that way, and that that doesn't take away from the boundary that you've set. It doesn't make you less than. It doesn't mean that you're a weak, sensitive person in any way, shape, or form. It means that that person has benefited from you not having boundaries, yeah. and that they don't like it anymore that you're now setting them. Yeah, that's all that means. It really do, it's not a reflection on you. But then, how do you respond if somebody does make fun of you? Well, it's a it's a tough one because it depends who it is. If it's a colleague, for example, for yeah. me, like I will only repeat a boundary like no more than three times. Mm-hmm. And if they're still crossing that boundary, like yeah. I don't need you in my life, and I will keep it as our relationship as minimal as I possibly can, mm-hmm. um, because I'm looking out for myself. Yeah, and in an instance where it's like a family member or it's someone who's around you all the time and they're making fun of you, just explaining like what you're doing right now is actually quite hurtful. Mm. Mm-hmm. I always find when but you... But then could... what if... I know I'm throwing out all these scenarios, but it. I just... Because I've seen this a lot. And, okay, let's say they're not making fun of you, but they're gaslighting you in some form mm. and just being like, you're way overreacting. Like, that's not how I meant it. That is clearly not my intention. And you're making me out to be X, Y, and Z. And I'm not this. I think I can only respond to this from my personal experience. To be honest. Because I don't know the the answer that would be the general answer for every single person. Mm. But in my experience, what I found was when I got really deep into my meditation practice and I was doing journaling, I became really firm in understanding who I was. And accepting of who I was right so when someone is doubting me Mm -hmm. I'm far farmer when I know like I'm farmer with myself when I don't feel like I need to doubt myself I know but then but how do you show that you're being firm like what's your response if someone is gaslighting you Mm -hmm. and this is something that they have done for a long period of time, and this is a, a common pattern for them or a common behavior for them. Yeah. And you know that within yourself, right? It's questioning whether you're willing to keep this person around in your life. Okay. With boundaries and keeping them at a distance, knowing that they've got abusive tendencies. Yeah. Right? Or whether you decide that this person needs to be out of my life because okay. the harm that they're doing is way outweighs yeah. everything else that they're contributing to my life. Okay, okay. 
Okay. So really question like the context exactly that it's in and what that person is actually bringing to the table in a sense. Yeah, because I think with gaslighting it's really difficult because I think it's become such a buzzword on the internet. Yeah. And there are incidents where you are in a fight and the other person and you both don't remember it correctly, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're standalone events. It's not a thing that happens frequently, but that can happen where you don't mm-hmm. remember something correctly or you think that you remember it one way and the other person thinks they remember it yeah, the other exactly. way. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily gaslighting you. Yeah. But they gaslight, just have a different yeah. account of what's happened. Gaslighting is it's it's a characteristic of abusive behaviour. Yeah. So you have to look at the context mm-hmm. in which this is happening. And I think also with gaslighting, it's um, recognising whether that's a pattern or not. Mm. Like, I feel like if it's a one-off incident and there might have just been a genuine misunderstanding between the two of you, then, you you know, that you can work that out amongst yourselves and move forward. But I find if you're noticing that and it's becoming a recurring thing then you can identify that as like an abusive behavior and then you can decide whether you want that person around or not exactly because it's not gaslighting isn't something that's just like oh it's a one-off that it happens yeah gaslighting exactly is something that happens frequently yeah um and i think pe- there's a bit of a miscommunication happening with that i think so too yeah um but yeah there are definitely people who are going to make you feel a type of way for setting your boundaries mm-hmm and people are always going to do that. And then people are going to constantly try and um, cross them. Yeah. You know, and break those boundaries. Yeah. And it's then up to you to make sure that you keep them firmly in place. Exactly. Because people, yeah, it's just in our nature yeah. to to push, I guess, until someone tells us no. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's boundaries. You've got the deep breathing that you can do in that moment. If you are someone who finds yourself shaming other people or judging other people a lot, even if you don't like directly mm-hmm. say it to their face, um, and you're worried about other people's opinions of you because you judge other people so much. You know, I, I went into this last episode. Yeah. Um, I would highly recommend taking up a meditation practice because it puts your judgments into perspective so much. Mm -hmm. You start to notice just how um, black and white you see things and how that's hindering you. I'm not going to sit here and explain like the process of that. It's like, that's one of the things that you just got to sit and do. But it's also um, recognizing where those judgments come from and what they're actually rooted in. Yeah. Well, it's when you're meditating, you start to become aware of the judgments in the first place. And then, yeah, the next step is, like, being like, okay, where does this come from? Mm-hmm. How does this impact my life? How does this impact the way that I experience life? Yeah. Um, what am I shutting out? What am I closing myself off to? And that's the thing. We close ourselves off to things, even our body parts mm-hmm. and our relationship with our body. Um, and we have closed ourselves off. And it's time to open ourselves back up again. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know? And it's Valentine's weekend. <laughs> So what a better time to reconnect with your body by giving yourself a a massage. Yeah, and just a bit of love and kindness. Yeah, but also literally just physically, like, do your thing. Yeah, for sure. I think Valentine's Day has so many... 
I think it's quite a controversial one because I think there are people who don't have partners. That's like the obvious yeah. one, the single people. Then you have people who have partners and their partner just is not into Valentine's yes. Day and you feel like you're not being seen. Then you are the then you could be the person who does not care about Valentine's Day but your partner really cares. Um, or neither of you or care. Or neither, or you just think it's, it's just pathetic. another day, yeah. You know, <laughs> so I think there are so many opinions surrounding Valentine's Day. But if you're going to do one thing, just make sure you extend some loving kindness to yourself. Yeah, I agree. Um, some appreciation. Maybe write a list of all the things that you love about yourself mm-hmm. um, and keep it at that. Or go into a deep meditation practice. Uh, I think I'm going to, I think we'll run a an evening session on Sunday. I've just decided. Okay. <laughs> we'll do a loving kindness meditation on Sunday evening if you're up for it. Oh, yeah, I'm up for it. Uh, and that'll be on stillchill.mindfulness on the Instagram. Yes. But yeah, we hope that... Oh. No, we've not finished yet. I, I was going to say. Um, but I hope, I hope this offered a little bit of insight. I know this is something that's ongoing. I don't think you ever fully get over um, things that have been drilled into you all your life. I think you learn to manage them and observe them um, and they become less important. They're less valuable. I know for me, for sure, that's the case. It's yeah. less valuable to me now, but it still comes up every now and again. Yeah. Um, and to just fully love and accept yourself. Oh my God, I hate that. That's so cliche. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like not possible. I'm sorry. Like, fully loving and fully accepting oneself. No, it's not. No. <laughs> it's very hard. Uh, it's definitely... Just love yourself a bit. Do a your jo- best. It's a journey. <laughs> it's a journey. No, but here's my thing, Raha. I think... I think... From my point of view, yeah, I know what you mean by a little bit, but I don't think you know just how deep you can go with it. No, I don't know. But I don't think that I can say that I'm going to fully love myself and accept my... Fully accept. No, fully. Okay, take away the fully. But I think... I'll fully, I can fully I love think, myself. I can. I think you can go super deep with this practice. And there's so much to explore. And... Yeah. What's your song <laughs> of the week? Um, Mine is... St. Thomas. Oh, my God. By Sonny Ro- Rollins. Rollins started playing the saxophone again. Yeah. Which has been just wonderful to listen to. So a good little swing tune. St. Thomas is my song of the week. What's yours? Um, My song of the week is Jewels by Anderson Pack because it makes me feel good. Oh, I got my jewels on. That one? Yeah. Okay. You lot have been so (laughs) wonderful at getting back to us and messaging us and giving us feedback and just getting involved in the conversation. Um, And we'd love to know We'd love to know how you overcome or have overcome shame and insecurity about body image yeah. and just physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank, Thank you for joining everyone. us. And we will be back next week. Yeah. Bye. See ya.